So earlier this week, I found myself in a little predicament. Started off like a normal day, I think it was Tuesday. Had mass at seven o'clock. And one of the most fun days of the, of the month is when we've got a church chat with the preschoolers here and I come and get to explain to them something about the church. Something we don't even think about, but you know, they gotta learn. So it's talking about genuflecting, teaching them why we genuflect. And so I'm down here, but when I was driving down, I reached in my pocket and I forgot my phone, which I never do, but I figure, you know, like I'm 28, I can last without my phone for 90 minutes. That's something I'm able and capable of doing. Well, I guess I wasn't. So I come down here, I do the church chat, have a great time with the preschoolers, and afterwards I get in my car, and I remember that just a couple days before, I'd been driving Father Ganella, and he said, it looks like your tire pressure is, is low. And I said, I don't think that's what that light means. He's like, no, I'm telling you, your tire pressure is low. And if this demonstrates anything, it's my lack of knowledge concerning uh, cars, as they're called. So I'm like, all right, I know how to do, put air in my tires. I can do that. The weather, I've done this before. So I go down to the gas station on Randall and 64. And I've put air in my tires before. You put the quarters in, and then it just, air comes out, and you put it in. But this was like a machine, and there were buttons. Do you want vacuum or air? I don't know. And then there's like PSI of which one should it be. I'm like, I don't know. I got a flat tire, kind of. So I'm trying to press buttons and figure it out. And in the cold and my own frustration, I must have twisted it when I had it on the tire and I broke the valve. <clears throat> so I went from a slightly fl flat tire to a very flat tire very quickly. So before it, all the air came out, I put the little cap on and thankfully there's a tire store right next to where I was at. So I drove over to Firestone and I go in very sheepishly sheepishly and just say, um, I need help. I broke my tire and I have no idea what to do. And the guy himself, having a heck of a day, looking very flustered, just said, well, I, I don't know, do you have like a reservation? But no, I don't have a reservation. I just broke my tire. He's like, well, maybe, maybe, maybe this afternoon we can get to it. I said, okay, that's fine, that's fine. So I sit there, I'm like, oh, I'll just call Father Ganelli, come pick me up. But I didn't have my phone. And for a moment, I'm like, what am I gonna just go hang out at Costco for the day? What am I gonna do? I'm lost. And I'm like, no, I can, I can get back to the office. And I'm thinking, I'm like, well, I'll walk there. That will take way too long. No way I'm walking all the way back to Crane Road. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm just gonna go for a walk. I'll figure this out. So I leave the store and I get about 30 seconds. And all of a sudden, like I put my thinking cap on and I was like, I can figure this out, man. Whose number do I know? just the world we live in in 2019. When I was a kid, I knew everybody's number. Now I know no one's phone number at all. And I recognized like, oh, wait a minute. I think my mom still has the same phone number. I didn't even know my mom's phone number. So I went in, I'm like, can I use your phone? I called my mom and thankfully she picked up. She's like, St. Charles, probably Claydar got in trouble. So she answers, I'm like, mom, can you look up the number to the St. Patrick Paris office? She's like, what did you do? Like, I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> so I call the office, and I'm like, it's Father Claydark, can you guys come pick me up? I broke my car, and they came and picked me up, and they fixed my car, but 
I was thinking about that later, uh, in, just in prayer, and recognized really just how sad it was that for about 10 minutes I sat there like, I don't know what to do, I don't have a phone, I can't do anything. But eventually I had to like blow the dust off my brain and actually use it for one time and think a little bit. I had to put my thinking cap on because that's the world we live in with phones. If you have a question, Google it. If you want to find something out, Google it. Don't even think about remembering people's phone numbers. I had to put my thinking cap on and all of a sudden it was like this, I, I think I could do calculus again. Like that's where my mind went to clarity. Like I can do anything. I just figured out how to get home from Firestone. It's pretty impressive. And humanly, I hope that all of you guys are able to just sit back and say like, all right, I should really use my brain. But spiritually as well, where are we, where are we at? Do we ever blow the dust off the old spiritual senses and see where am I at right now? Because in the, our readings today, we've got an example of someone who totally missed the boat, as the gospel tells us so often. And some people who like, knew exactly what was going on. So the Sadducees, they were a group of people who didn't believe in the resurrection of the body. And they're sitting there saying, all right, obviously, this is the only life we have. So why don't we trick Jesus into saying, like, all right, the resurrection of the dead, what happens when somebody gets married seven times? Who is she married to? We got him. And Jesus is like, you guys are just such nerds. Like, just stop it. Like, what are you doing? Stop it. It's not about that. This life doesn't matter in the sense that heaven is our home. That's what we were made for. And while this life is beautiful, marriage is incredibly beautiful, the permanence of heaven is totally different. It's totally different. There is no marriage in heaven. We're with one with God. So when we come to Mass, it's like a preview of heaven, to be one with God, to receive him and our souls with the Eucharist. That permanence of heaven is what we're aiming for. So it's not about this life. We look at the first reading, we've got those seven brothers from Maccabees, and they are totally on the ball. This group of people are saying, if you deny God, just eat a little pork, no big deal. Deny your God, break your, the rules of your religion, They're not, they weren't allowed to eat pork, then we won't tear you limb for limb. We recognize like people die for their faith, people die for their faith all the time. They die for their faith in today's world. But this was, you know, obviously a couple thousand years ago. And if you think about it, they had the opportunity to get torn limb for limb for their faith or to just, like, deny God. And I was talking to some of the kids at the school about this reading, and they were like, well, can't they just, like, go to confession afterwards? It's like, no, it's, it's a fair point. It's a fair point. It's just... A little sin, right? It's not that big of a deal. It's better than dying. No, it's not, brothers and sisters. God made us as temples of the Holy Spirit. God made us to be vessels for him to dwell in us. And that is such an honor, such a beautiful thing, 
that every little sin should be avoided to the utmost degree. I think sometimes we're just, we look at our life and we're like, well, it's not that big of a deal. I'll figure it out later. It's not that big of a deal. I'll go to confession. Oh, it is that big of a deal. Every action we do counts. We're all in this together. We're all journeying towards Christ. And we're all a part of the body of Christ. And what that means is that each and every action that we do either builds up or tears down the body of Christ. That's why, oh, that's not just your truth. You do what you do. No, we're all in this together. We have to help each other. We have to recognize by lovingly calling out our brothers and sisters, by allowing ourselves to be lovingly called out and built up and drawn closer to Christ. It's all connected. So as we have that preview to heaven in a few short minutes, let's ask our Lord to show any aspect of our heart, to highlight any part of our soul that just needs, just needs to be looked at in a different sense, to not worry about just what it means in the short term, but what we were created for. And if there's something going on in our life that's not in accord with what our Lord wants us to do in our life, not only is it going to destroy our chances of being with our Lord in heaven, not the chances, but that relationship, but it's going to affect the way we live the precious few years we have on this life as well. For brothers and sisters, our Lord wants us to experience that joy that will come with us being with him in heaven forever. So know that he is right there waiting for you, inviting each of us to take that next step, to allow ourselves to say, all right, Lord, this is something I got to work on. This is something I got to take that next step. So help me so that he will allow you to grow closer with him in relationship and to allow your heart to grow and you experience the full joy of a deeper relationship with Christ.